When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So you guys will remember the other day when I brought up the Tampa Bay Rays and their unbelievable winning streak so far heading into the season. At that point, it was 9-0. and So they mm-hmm. went into the season 9-0, and didn't lose a game. Well, guess what? Today, they matched the Major League Baseball record for the season, uh, starting the season with 13 straight wins. So they got 13-0 and after beating the Red Sox, and that's the last time, or the first time it's happened since the 1982 Atlanta Braves did it, um, and the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers. I would right? say the Brewers two, were yeah. the last team to do yeah, it. Those yeah, were the that last was two. Robin Yount and those guys. Yep. Um, the only, now, they did not win the division. They finished third, actually, that year in the AL East, the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, that's interesting that like you would start off so hot and then cool down. However, well, I, I think I mean, all it's of it. 13 of 162, right. though. And You're also, less right. than 10% it, in. It's worth yeah. pointing out, too, that while this is a very impressive streak, and plus they've got the the wins over replacement, which is like a crazy number, um, it's fair to point out that the streak has come against lackluster competition, or at least what's being considered that now. Uh, the Tigers, the Nationals, the A's, and the Red Sox. But, you know, either way, 13 straight start season. That's pretty pretty exciting. Pretty, Dude, 13, pretty big 13 straight wins in the middle of the season is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you go on a winning streak, to come out of spring training and win 13 straight games. And it's kind of one of those stories, George, I don't know about you, but like it wouldn't be on my radar. At 9-0, it wasn't even on my radar until that day, Lindsay, that you brought it up. And I think that day I turned on the game and they won that game against Boston one nothing because they were blowing people out. Yep. But as it's gone on, 13 straight, man, I will admit, it's got my attention now. I uh, had the alerts set. I have like MLB alerts and then like Dodgers and Guardians alerts on my ESPN app. And then I got an alert that they were losing in like the, I think it was like the seventh or eighth inning. And I was like, oh dang, they're about to, they're not going to tie the record. And then, you know, like an hour later, they won. I know Scott Van Pelt cracked me up the other night. He goes, uh, hey, the Rays are, I don't know, 12 and 0. He goes, they're on pace to be 162 and 0. And I don't know why. I mean, just, I found that to be funny. Um, doesn't Scott Van Pelt hate you? I don't know about hate. Hate's a strong word, George. I mean, that's a very, very strong word. Oh, my gosh. Hate is very strong, George. Well, but didn't he go at you one time on Twitter, you told me? Yeah, he and I have had some Twitter battles along the way. Battles, as in plural? I thought it was just one. No, there's been a couple of different times where Scott Van Pelt has been unhappy with some of the things that I've tweeted. I wish I remembered what they were. Hmm. Should I bring Scott Van Pelt on the show? It would be great, as a matter of fact, because you know who would like to meet Scott Van Pelt? Who, Rachel? No, my... <laughs> No, she don't even. Well, know I was Scott just going to say Pelt because is. when you, she says that when you guys are, uh, you know, making whoopee that you have Sports Center on right. in the background. Right, na 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 na. Right, that's our that's our song. You know, that's our Keith Sweat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. No, my boy Alex Van Pelt, the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Alert. Oh, that's right. The Van Pelts. They would like. Alex would like to meet Scott. You can broker a meeting. Yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I can reach out to Scott. We can do like a whole thing. We should have session. done it during the Masters, actually. That would have oh, been a good yeah, idea. That would have been good. That would have been yeah. a very good idea. Um, there'll be another time. Well, let's do it. Spring cleaning. We'll have to probably tape it, though. I don't want to keep that. Well, no, that's not true because he's. We'll do it on a night where we know he's doing Sports Center because he's got time. He'll be in the studio. And one of those nights will probably be a night where, like, your uh, post game interview on the court 
has to be taped and aired later for SportsCenter because you don't want to cut into his uh, his update after the game. Yeah, sometimes they just run him on SportsCenter. It also depends sometimes on the player um, and who it is. And also, like I'll give you an example, uh, Giannis um, and the Bucks they do like a prayer thing, like a prayer group thing um, in the middle of the court. So sometimes like when it's the Bucks, particularly at home, you end up having to tape it because they they want to do their prayers thing, which is cool. So you got to wait, and then that time that you know we have a window that has to be closed for a live sporting event. So then, uh, so we can get to Sports Center. So I know yeah, that goes just at, the, at the end of an NFL broadcast. We're like, who, who's your guest going to be? I'm like, well, it's supposed to be this guy, but him and like 50 other dudes are praying. What am I supposed to do? Walk up to him and go, excuse me, excuse me. Hey, if you yeah. don't mind, um, I know you're praying here. Okay, but uh, the whole country is waiting to hear you on the post game <laughs> interview. Do you mind? All right. Can you tell God to hold on right. for a second? Would, would you Would you just let Jesus know you need like three minutes? That's yeah. all. Three yeah. minutes, and you'll be right back. You'll be right back. No problem. Yeah, yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Uh, all right. So let's start here. The ESPN analytics say that the Grizzlies have a 66% chance to win the series over the Lakers. Now, Cappy, you know I love me some analytics, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies, uh, according to Vegas, are a three-and-a-half-point favorite mm-hmm. at the moment. They are mon- minus 161, okay? In- now, is that for the series, Lindsay, or just game one? Uh, let me double-check. I think question. it's just game one. Okay. But I'll double-check. So, so that means you got about $161 to win 100 mm-hmm. on the Grizz, and the Lakers are plus 138. So you bet 100, you win 138. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I listen. I, game one doesn't mean anything to me, because to me and and Lindsay, you you could attest to this. I mean, a LeBron led team in game one means losing game one means nothing. I mean, I, I think he's lost game one twenty one times in his career in twenty years, and I he has a winning record in those series. So I I don't think it's all that serious to be honest with you right well I said yesterday when um so Ireland was talking about how you know Greg jumped off the the Lakers bandwagon is like I don't think after the way they played last night there's no way that they're winning the series against Memphis and Ireland was like wait a minute you got to wait until you see game one because you got to see the matchups and I was like well wait a minute I don't even think you can say that after game one because typically LeBron likes to have like a feel out game in game yeah. one. Like yeah, I know that's he fair. hasn't since twenty eighteen, but that's always how we, I remember him doing things. And everyone would be like, get off your bleep and do something because they didn't think he had a whole lot of urgency in game ones. So something to note. Well, I don't know if it's about urgency. I just think it, you're I think you're right. right I think right. he's he's just trying to like absorb the body blows a little bit and just kind of see kind of how it goes. And uh, people credit, like, fans, I feel like, would be like, oh, my gosh, what is he doing? Like, they need to win this game. It's so important. They got to win game one and get off to a good start. And he's just like, no, oh, I got this. Don't worry. Well, you know, there's the historical part of it that you guys are talking about where it's it's 21 games that have been lost in, in, in game ones of, of... Of series. Okay. Uh, yeah, game ones of a series, regardless of where uh, in a series that's been, which, by the way, also happened... Um, in the bubble uh, against the Rockets, they lost game one, if I recall correctly. And then I want to say they lost game one to the Blazers in the series before that in the but, bubble. But here's the thing. All of that history and all of those stats are good. Um, and, you know, the numbers now 12 and nine. So in those 21 games, LeBron's lost of, of those 21 game ones in those same series. He's 12 wins, nine losses in those series. OK, so mm-hmm. so the numbers are positive for LeBron-led teams. But can we all acknowledge 
that he's different now. He's not the same guy he was five or six years ago. So while we're saying, you know, it's game one, he's kind of feeling things out, he's lost lots of game ones, it's no big deal, that all may be true. For me, having this amount of time off from playing on Tuesday to playing on Sunday, my expectation is is that LeBron and AD in particular come out as fresh as can be and win and steal game one. In Memphis, like I mean, that's I'd possible. Want, I'd, I'd want to try and go out there and go for the win in Game One. Sure, of course you want to win Game One. No one is saying otherwise. But I'm just saying that losing Game One is not the end all, be all. Is what I would say. It, it might not be based on the stats. That you're we're talking just gonna about. poop your pants if they lose Game One. Is what you're saying. I'm saying that yes, I, yes you're gonna need the depends. Is what you're gonna say after losing Game One. That right? is certainly possible. Those okay. depends were a nice looking product, by the way. Okay. It was like a nice okay. hunter green yeah. looking depend undergarment. Yeah, and it's also kind of like a granny panty kind yeah. of a look. You yeah. know. So all I'm getting at is this though, that you actually want to play fewer games, as few as you can play. Sure. So because of LeBron's age and because of Anthony Davis's ongoing, you know, little ailments everywhere, Mm -hmm. if you could if you could win this game or win this series in five games, great. If it takes you seven games, it's going to take that much more out of this team going into the next round. I mean, seeing LeBron at the end of that Minnesota game with his hands on his knees, like just wiped out, exhausted. Man, if they could get there and win game one, get that advantage, split in Memphis at least. Well, that's oh, that's exactly what Wendy said. Like, they asked him about, like... Well, why don't we just hear from okay. Wendy? Oh, I haven't this. heard this. Yeah. yeah, Not critical. Um, I would say that one of the lessons I've learned from covering the NBA for two decades is never overreact to game one. It's important. See? It's one of the games, but never overreact to it. And LeBron James isn't going to be stressing it. You want to know why I know that? Because he's lost game one... 21 times in his career. Guess what? He's won the series 12 of those times. More than any team and anybody in history, according to Hembo, LeBron has won after losing game one. So yeah, the the Lakers will, will try to do it, but I'm expecting the Grizzlies to play with a lot of intensity. They have a great home court. The goal for the Lakers is the same for any seven seed in the history of the best of seven series, and that is to split the first two. And then if you can get game one, get it. If you don't get it, you come back in game two. Yeah, split. I mean, that's really the goal, right? Right. I mean, worst case scenario is it just find a way to split on the road in these first two games. Right. Well, so That's why out. losing game one is not is not the end-all, be-all. No. It's, it's, we're we're it's telling fine. you ahead of time, preemptively, Cappy. Don't I, worry. I really appreciate you guys you doing that. You don't need the depends on Monday. I really do appreciate you guys telling me this because I will be an emotional roller coaster throughout this entire series. Mm-hmm. They got to win this thing because of everything we talked about all season long. You don't waste a year of LeBron's career. Dumbasses like me were willing to say, middle of the season, screw it. There's nothing they can do to make themselves a championship contender, so play it out and clean it up in the offseason. Well, they weren't having that. LeBron wasn't. The Lakers weren't. They've rebuilt this roster to where, based on the competition and based on what they've been able to rebuild, there's a real belief that they could do something outrageous in this postseason. When I say outrageous, I mean... Get to the Western Conference Finals. Maybe even make it to the NBA Finals. People actually really do believe in the Lakers all of a sudden. 
So yeah, you're here, because man. Because they're, they're in the right side of the bracket, particularly when it comes to the Western Conference. The two teams that people think they could struggle with, the Clippers and the Suns, are meeting each other in the first round on the opposite end of the bracket. Yeah, so one of those takes care of the other. Right. So they're in good shape. Well, we'll see if they're in good shape. We will see. You don't believe this, though, that they're in good I don't know, George. I oh. don't know for sure. I mean, this game against Minnesota, rather than me feeling it today... It rattled you. Yeah, rather than me feeling like today, like, oh, dude, they're cruising now, it actually made me feel like, uh, not really so sure how good they are because Minnesota's got two guys out that they desperately needed and the Lakers struggled like you-know-what to win that game. So I'm, I'm not feeling, like, overly confident. Now, game one could change my mind. <laughs> You're you're going to be an emotional disaster over, over the next month. Or disaster. Two. Oh my god! And by the way, not just over the next month. Today, <sighs> you know, today is April thirteenth. Yeah. What is the date of the NBA Finals? Approximately, like end of June. Uh, they start. No, they start at the beginning of June. Okay, so beginning of June. So figure if if the NBA Finals hypothetically were to go to go six five games, six games, mm-hmm. the NBA Finals aren't going to be over until the middle of June. Yes, correct. Okay. So on June twenty first, we got two months. Yeah, two, game one of the NBA Finals is June 1st this right. year. Two months of this. Th- this isn't going to happen in three weeks, and somebody goes to the Super Bowl. This is going to happen over the course of two months. So right. basically stock up on the underpants and the depends. You know it, yeah, girl. I mean, you are going to be a wreck. I'm a wreck. I can already feel my stomach. Yeah. Oh, no. Why don't you just go to the doctor now and get it over with? Nah. You could prevent yourself a lot of problems. I feel like maybe stress also has something to do with it. Yeah, Rachel. No, 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 not Rachel. Come on, dude. Rachel's the good news. She causes you stress. No, she doesn't. A little bit. Dude, it's the ex that's causing all the stress. You know this. (laughs) The ex causes the stress? The ex causes the stress. Just don't give her the loamy. You know, the loamy, by the way, George, I got cucumbers growing in my backyard. All right. I got freaking carrots growing in my backyard. I got lettuce, and it's all thanks to the loamy. Good. I'm glad that's the case. So. Uh, all right, coming up next. By the way, I got a chance to – I could have gotten your daughter tickets, but it would have been in the nosebleed, and I know you wouldn't have wanted those for her. So, Well, right, she would have called me and been like, Dad, these are the tickets you got me, really? Yeah, well, that's all they had left. Yeah, I mean, hey, King, really? You gave me nosebleeds, Dad? Yeah, that's what that. That's why I didn't call you back. I appreciate that. I wasn't going to waste your time because I wasn't going to waste anybody's time nor take the tickets that I knew that you weren't going to be interested in. <laughs> Gosh, you're a good man. You're a good man, George Sedano. <laughs> but I did try. I was trying to surprise you if they came up with good tickets. <laughs> hey, George, we came up with two tickets for you. You're like, nah, my friend's not going to want My friend's I, I, daughter yeah, is I, not going to want these that. crappy tickets. I did. I mean, I know the people there that well that I was just like, eh, thanks, but no thanks. By the way, I heard you on the broadcast yesterday talking about how they brought you a Smoothie King at the Smoothie King Arena and how they lovely did. you thought it was and they how you did. had protein it, brought, in They yours. brought me a, a Strawberry Gladiator, which is the protein drink. Yeah. yeah. It was delicious. Yeah, you were talking a lot of protein in your diet during the broadcast. Yeah, you got to keep yourself full. Mm-hmm. I got I these pro- these protein uh, peanut butter cups. Yeah, right. You split that with your uh, with your analyst with Roz. Yeah, I gave yeah. her one. See, I was listening. You were listening. You got that right, Good partner. Job, Cappy. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, who's got the most pressure on them this postseason? There's a lot of candidates, including a couple of Lakers. Let's get into this next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are the world. We are the children. I actually think it's a great idea. If we had somebody rewrite this song about 710, and if everybody had a part in the song and we sang it at the beginning of the Mandy's, I actually think that's a brilliant concept. True would make a brighter. Mason also said he wanted to do stand-up comedy at the Mandy's. Really? Yeah, you didn't hear him say that month a couple months ago. No, he wants to do like a a monologue, like as if he's Jimmy Kimmel, or he wants yes. to. Yes. Really? Can you think of anybody at this whole station who could even pull that off? Because I can't. No, I I definitely could not. I can only speak for myself. I could not pull that off. Mason seems like somebody who has definitely I mean, done like open mic comedy. Though maybe if you had like uh, maybe if you had like real writers write it for me, and I don't think I could execute it super well either, despite that. But at least it would give me a fighting chance. Cappy, are you a stand-up guy? Love stand-up. Love like, it. Have you done it though, personally? I have done it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh then we need like a we need to have you and Mace have like a monologue off or something. Dude, when I was in college, I used to go to this comedy club called the Funny Bone in downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> And I would just say the most outlandish stuff just to get up on stage and see how it went. And I've done, a, I, you know, I love stand-up comedy. I just love it. It just takes a too. lot of time. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of prep work, a lot of stage time. I don't have that time. You feel me? You also need to do like, you need to test it with people. Test, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Got to test it out. So anyway, George, you were saying mm-hmm. about uh, Stephen A. Smith, you were pressure. about to say, and pressure in these pressure. playoffs. Yes. So Stephen A. today, everyone's asking the question, who's got the most pressure? Like, you know, I did this radio hit today, I, like I mentioned, with Max and Key, and Max asked me, who has the most pressure, right? And we were talking, I think, you know, it's Kevin Durant, right? Um, Why do you and, think Kevin Durant is the most pressure in these playoffs? Uh, well, he's... He, you know, forced a trade, mm-hmm. so there's there's that, okay. right? And, mm-hmm. and it happened midseason. He was forced. Now, I I am not, as you know, in the belief that he's went to some sort of super team, but some people believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, if he went, he's going to have to play in the first round against what I think is the toughest opponent, right? With the Clippers and Kawhi, uh, of all the opponents that they could have faced in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, then, if he wins that one, he's got to play against his old team, who he won two championships with, and Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, which everyone was like, why would you leave Steph Curry for Kyrie, right? So he's got to hear all that again. Uh, Then if he wins that one, then he's going to play against – they would play in the conference finals. They would play Denver, so he'd be playing the reigning MVP, who also has a ton of pressure, I I think. And then – or or it would even be the Lakers potentially in that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It would be the Lakers, right? It would be the Lakers in that scenario, right? So he's got that. He's got the – but oh, that's what it is. I had the, the numbers wrong. It would be Kawhi, LeBron, right, potentially, or and, and Steph Curry. He'd have to go through all of those at one point or another 
to have to get to the championship. All right, so so you've got Kevin Durant as the guy with the most pressure. He forced a trade. Yeah. He got to a team that some people think is a super team, whatever. Um, he's going to have to go through all the monster superstars of the West. He's going to have to go through his former teammates, right. et cetera. That's why he's either going to have to go through Kawhi, Jokic, and either Steph or or LeBron. Okay. Right. So you've got Durant. Now, when it comes to who's got the most pressure, like on one hand, I feel like saying LeBron is just taking the odds on favorite. But if I'm really thinking about it... I mean, if there was a Laker, actually, that has pressure on it, who would you pick? Would It, be, it wouldn't be LeBron, would it? Well, I, I'd really be... I'd be sitting here balancing LeBron and AD. Oh, I think AD has way more pressure than Tell LeBron. me why you think that, and I'll tell you why. I'll be curious to know if you can sell me and get me off LeBron and sell me on, on AD. Um, because the, the, the narrative is um, that Anthony Davis is... He's got to be the best player for them to win a championship, right? So, whereas that wasn't the case in the bubble, it now you can make the case he was the best player, but LeBron was still really good in that bubbles in those bubble games, right? Like he was still LeBron. Um, now LeBron at thirty-eight, everyone, including LeBron and the team, is like, "Hey, man, if we're going to win a championship, it's going to have to be AD's turn." You know what I mean? So there's a lot of pressure on AD because everyone's looking at him to be the guy. Okay. including his own team. Okay, I'll buy some of that. I'll give you the LeBron side of it, though. Mm-hmm. LeBron is running out of time. It's it's really not that much deeper than that. LeBron is running out of time to win another championship. Mm-hmm. And again, I keep going back to this, but all year long... For, so you think it's LeBron? Yeah, I think... Well, listen, I think there's a very good case to be made for Anthony Davis. You know, what you just said about everybody on the Lakers team, whether it's the coach, whether it's LeBron, everybody's saying this has to run through AD. That puts pressure on AD. The other part of it is the public perception of AD. Now, I think he's done a great job this year of changing the perception of street clothes Davis versus reliable, healthy, put the team on his back Anthony Davis. Yes, he was hurt at one point during the year, but when LeBron was hurt and he was out, Anthony Davis stepped up for this team. You know, he he did, and he performed like an MVP caliber kind of player. So there is a lot of pressure on Anthony Davis to change the perception of how people look at him, and to your point, to be the best player on the team, to lead this team. But on the other hand, the pressure of LeBron, just to backtrack the story, From the time the Lakers got Russell Westbrook through the time they finally got him off this team to the rebuilding of the roster to make it more LeBron-friendly, then LeBron getting hurt, LeBron coming back, and the Lakers getting to the seven and time in his career, in theory, running out, I could make the case, I think, that the pressure's on LeBron. Am I selling you at all? Nah, not really. Nah, nothing, huh? Got nothing for me, huh? But this peanut butter cup, protein peanut butter cup, is delicious. What do you got? You got like a dark chocolate protein peanut butter cup? Mm-hmm. What is it? No. Is it is it made by like a, the Justin brand, perhaps? No, Quest. Oh, Quest. those are my favorite. The Justin ones. Those are I good. Love those. They're expensive, but they're good. Justin ones are good too. Yeah. So w- this is a Quest bar, mm-hmm. but it's actually in the form of a peanut butter cup. Correct. Ah, interesting. I can hear you like smacking on it. It's very good. Oh, that mm-hmm. sound! Stop! It's Ugh. not me. That's George. It's you though doing that. That uh, that creeps me out. It yeah, but it's him. He's like sitting here eating a peanut butter cup. 
But you're the one making the noise. Yeah, but that's what I'm hearing. It's not that loud, Cap. You don't think so? I could only hear the rapper. All right. Right. That there was the rapper earlier. All right. So you got Kevin Durant. If we're arguing about the Lakers or discussing or debating or whatever you want to say, I took LeBron. You took Anthony Davis. Who'd everybody else have for most pressure? So Stephen A. had somebody, which I found was um, off the off the board, basically. Okay. Um, and I don't know why he would choose this particular person. I guess maybe I do a little bit, but I'd be curious to hear his thoughts. So, Laura, let me hear why Stephen A. said the person he said. What about Russell Westbrook? Let me explain. These are Russell Westbrook's former teammates. We're looking at one of them. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, James Harden again. Bradley Beal, LeBron James, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and now Kawhi Leonard. And if Paul George comes back, Paul George again. And not one single championship to show for it. This is not disrespect. He's a Hall of Famer. And I respect the brother because I know a lot of things he's doing off the court. Russell Westbrook's a real one. Mad love and respect for that brother. Hell yeah. We just talking basketball. Yeah. This is one of the greatest talents we've ever seen athletically at the point guard position. With all of those teammates, you don't have one single championship to show for it. Nope, not one. And I, too, I will say this. Russell Westbrook is a real one. And I got mad respect for that brother as well, just to be clear. I'm on the same page with Stephen A. Mad respect for Brody. But I don't know, man. Does does he really have the most pressure no. on him? No, he doesn't. I don't buy it for a second. I mean, he, here's a guy who was pouting on a night when LeBron James was breaking the all-time scoring record, was fighting with a coach, essentially. Um, didn't stick around to even have a word to say. Couldn't celebrate with his teammates. Nothing. And he was just lucky, essentially, to have the Clippers say, we want him. And he's played pretty well, you know, for the Clippers, better than he did for the Lakers, I think. Fits in better in their their locker room. But really, does does Russell Westbrook have the most pressure? I don't think anybody has an expectation that he's going to win. I was going to say, I feel like no one really cares about Russell Westbrook anymore. Like, he's just gone into, like, an oblivion now. He, I mean, he plays for the Clippers. Yeah, but, but if the Clippers win, what is the likelihood that it's that it's Russell Westbrook who has to do something spectacular. I mean, it's a Kawhi Leonard-Paul George team. And if Paul George doesn't make it back, it's a Kawhi Leonard team. I, I just don't see him as being the guy that has the most pressure on him, not even on his own team, let alone in the entire playoffs. But I do like what Stephen A's doing. I mean, go outside, go out on a limb. Pretty good. But I don't buy it. And I got mad respect for that brother, Stephen A. I do too, of course. Mad respect. I saw Stephen A. at the um, Lakers-Clippers game last week. Mm-hmm. Did you tell him you got mad respect for him? I always tell him I got mad respect for you him. You tell him that he's a real one? I always tell him he's a real one. I usually have to tell people that I'm the real one. You know, I'm I like, told. I asked him how his stay in Los Angeles was because, you know, he loves Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it was too cold. He's yeah. Like, I it, and it was cold yeah. that week. Too and it cold. was rainy. Right. Yeah. Miserable. And he's like, I don't come here for it to be so cold. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to Arizona this weekend. They say 90 degrees. Already? 90 degrees. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm coming over. I want some of that warm weather. By the way, uh, DJC Reels, speaking of real ones, 
says, in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, which you could be a part of by going to the community section on Twitter mm-hmm. and typing in Sedano and Cap, says the person has the most pressure is Chris Paul, hands down. Not anymore. He's the fourth best player on his team, arguably. Yeah, but he's a guy that now has Kevin Durant, and he's got a team around him, and he hasn't been to the mountaintop, I mean, to win it all. And and, and he, like LeBron, is running out of time. Yeah, but he's not the player he once was anymore. But he's still got pressure to try. I mean, pressure yeah. to win when you're running out of time. I get that, but it's, and you don't it, have. He one. has, but he doesn't have as much control over it as he may have had even two years ago when he went to the finals. All right. Well, everybody's got an opinion about this. Yeah, and we, you know we can we can discuss this a little further. Keep sending them at Sedano and Cap in the Circle of Trust or on Twitter at Sedano or at Scott Kaplan. Feel free to send those along. All right, coming up next, we got Radio Tinder, and then Blake, our Dodger insider, Blake Harris, is going to stop by at 545. There's a lot of Dodger stuff to get into. Uh, It's been an interesting week for sure, from Max Muncy showing out to the Dodgers being kind of mediocre. You still want Uh, Max Muncy out of that four-hole, George? I mean, let's slow down a little bit. It is, uh, it is the Do- I mean, the char- the Chargers, the Giants, who he always dominates. I understand, but you were like railing away. Get him out of the four hole. I mean, get him out of the hitting, four hole. He was hitting one twenty five. I understand. Before the, yeah, but I he's mean, going completely crazy against San Francisco. Good. I'm glad he was listening to the show. How about that? Everybody does. Yeah. All right. So we got all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast constant contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and sms marketing social media posting and even events management With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks, Christopher. Who didn't like Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Come on. It's a great show. I loved Salem. I thought he was very funny. It was very funny. A friend of mine who was on that show. Really? Yeah. Who? His name is David Lasher. I feel like you've told us this before, and I'm Googling him. Yeah, I think he was on Sabrina. The because I remember like my first time my kids ever met him, they were like, "Oh my god, Dad!" He was. Oh, on he s- was her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You would totally know that guy. You yeah. have said this. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that because I was like, "Oh my god, that was Harvey." 
Yeah, Harvey. That was he was one of two Harveys. There was two of them. Yeah, there was two. I think he was the the second one, wasn't he? Do you, do you know who Salem's voice was? No, I don't. Nick Bakai. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Nick Bakai. Do you know who that is? You know yeah, Cappy. Of course. Who that is. Of course. I don't, right? but maybe I will if you tell me. Nick Bakai used to do a lot of like funny, cool like um, bits. He was like an actor, comedian, writer, and. Um, he was obviously the voice for Sabrina the Teenage Witch for Salem. Um, he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff and TV shows over the year, but he wrote a lot of cool stuff for SportsCenter over the years. And he performed it all, too. Right, and right. And he would do like these like funny sports bits, and he has this incredible voice. If you just go on YouTube and look up Nick Bakai's SportsCenter, you'll see them. They're actually really well done. Yeah, he used to... I'm trying to remember. It was I don't remember if it was like early, early, early gambling talk or... Yeah, there was just there right. Was a, it was very early gambling talk. Yeah, mostly. Nick Bakai. Yes. Yeah, my boy David Lasher. Shout out to him, my Hebraic hermano. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he's got himself a new podcast now that he does about like shows from the '90s. And you're gonna plug it right now, aren't you? No, I don't know oh, what's, okay. what it's called. I don't. I have no idea what but it's that's called. Good for him to do that. You know, it's funny. A lot of the like celebs from that era that were on those shows have podcasts talking about said shows now, like. There's one with the uh, Boy Meets World, like the cast. It's like Daniel Fishel and Ryder Strong and Will <laughs> Friedel. They have a podcast, and it's called like Boy Girl Meets World. I don't know, Boy Meets World, something like that. And it, it's a podcast about the show. And- I just looked up Nick Bakai. I realized he had. I, I figured he had a Twitter, and and he does. Uh, and it, I'm assuming it's him. Um, it's Nick Bakai for real, as in the number four. And it says in his bio, it says football sage, talking cat, writer, actor, ginge, and a whole lot of soul. Ginge. Yep, yeah, he's a ginger. Talking cat. He was a talking cat on mm-hmm. TV. Great role. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So media mogul Rupert Murdoch sent an email to model and actor Jerry Hall to let her know that he was terminating their marriage after six years, according to a new report from Vanity <laughs> Fair. The Vanity Fair reporter shared a screenshot of the email from last June, which reportedly said, quote, Jerry, sadly, I've decided to call an end to our marriage. We have certainly had some good times, but I have too much to do. My New York lawyer will be contacting yours immediately. Uh, okay. Um, Hall, who married Murdoch in 2016, told her friends that she was completely blindsided by the email. So have you or would you ever dump someone over email or text? <laughs> swipe left or swipe right? George. No, swipe left. Uh, I would never... Um, I feel like that's the most impersonal chicken bleep way to do anything. Okay. Um, so I, at the very least, you FaceTime somebody in that scenario. Okay? <laughs> at the very least. All right. I like, mean, have an ounce of class and Zoom if, somebody, will you? If, if I'm an, if, if at the very least you have to do it technologically, at least have a conversation with their face, not like via email. It's so that's even less personal than, than a text for God's sake. You know what? I would swipe right. And say, yes, I would do what he did. If you could do it all over again. Yeah. Like, in other words, I'm with you, George. Like, there's this thing about, like, hey, I should be a man. I should have enough courage. I should be honest. I should look this person in the eyes, et cetera, et cetera. But on the other hand, like, I don't want to deal with the crying. And I don't, oh, wait a second. What if it's not crying? What if it's like, oh, good, glad we're breaking up. Then I feel like a jerk. I mean, if I could just email somebody and say, hey, it's time for us to break up. Be a lot easier. So you've never done it, though, in the past. You've never texted or, or, I mean, I guess you, you know, it's not really, you guys aren't of this era. Laura, what about you? She's editing. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever done that via text. I mean, I've, I've definitely, like, I haven't dated a whole lot of people. I had, like, one boyfriend for a really long time. But, like, I met someone and I kind of was just like, yeah, no, I'm not, not feeling it, like, over text. But it wasn't a breakup. Did you say, hey, I'm not feeling this? I said, I just don't think we, like, 
I don't think we vibe. Oh, really? We yeah. I don't think we vibe. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, I have no problem with that. You know, you, you save everybody a bunch of time and gas. Yeah. See, that's one thing about me. A lot of people say that I'm like abrasive, which I know I can be, but don't you just want honesty? Yeah. You know? Like I have a friend of mine that recently broke up with this girl and um, he did it in person. And um, he actually said to me, he goes, you know what? He goes, I was telling her that it wasn't really going so well. And then she broke up with me. He goes, so it's good. She actually feels like she broke it off with me. And then I always ask the same question. Did you do it one last time? Oh, geez. That never works out, though. It's never just one last time. Well, that's the problem because one person gets emotional. You know? Are you the emotional one, Cap? No, I'm the, I'm the one that just looks at it like exercise. Okay. <laughs> like right. a Peloton class. Right. Like, hey, you want to do it? Like, it's like 15 minutes of cardio. You hear that, Laura? 15 minutes, not three minutes, Laura. That's still a little bit, bro. It's only a little bit? 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah! That's only a little That's bit? That's a little bit. Really? I thought I was going to be proud of myself. I just went up five times. I mean... From three to minutes to own. 15. To each their own. Some can last, some can't. I can't. I'm not, but I'm not judging. Don't judge. I'm not. And don't hate. I'm not. That's Rachel's problem, not mine. Yeah. You hear that, George? 15 Clearly. minutes. 15 minutes is her problem. Oh, man. Okay, anyway, moving along. Uh, Warner <laughs> Brothers Discovery is taking the HBO out of HBO Max. After months of anticipation, the company has finally revealed the kind of like merger, I guess you want to call it, between HBO Max and Discovery Plus, and it will relaunch May 23rd and will simply be called Max. Wait, uh, like Cinemax? Just Max. M-A-X, nothing else. Does Cinemax already do that? Well... Sort of like when you like if you scroll on like if you're old school like me and you have direct TV and you scroll through the guide Cinemax is is like the the abbreviation is max. Wait Cinemax is still a thing. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Not gonna lie. Okay. Don't lie. She's so not gonna lie. so HBO Max is now going to call itself Max. Well, yes, because they were bought by Warner Brothers Discovery. And so what's going to so they're dropping is, the HBO part. Yep. That seems silly. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Okay. So, like, the new... They own HBO. Right. So, they're basically just, like, taking them under their, under their uh, what's it called, their umbrella, and just absorbing all of their content and whatnot. But wait a second. Who owns HBO? So, are they getting rid of Discovery Plus, too? Yes. So, they're merging Discovery Plus and, and HBO, HBO Max, Max and calling it And it's just it going to be called... And that's what it's going to be called, yes. Max. And so, is HBO... Why don't they call it Max Plus? That's a good... That's a good, uh... Well, it's funny that you don't... That's great. Why didn't they? Because then that would be Discovery Plus and Max. But it's also funny that like you immediately thought Cinemax, which is a competitive product to HBO forever, so why they would cut it down to just Max. But my question is, who owns HBO? Do you know? Um, Um, Time Warner. That's right. uh, That's what I thought. Time Warner. And who's absorbing them? Discovery bought the whole thing. Yeah, because Warner Brothers Discovery is now one big company. So Warner Brothers Discovery owns Time Warner. Okay. Oh, it does. I think, don't they? I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. I was thinking that maybe they couldn't use the name HBO, maybe. No, yes, that's what it is. They own the company. Yeah, so they bought them. But one thing I, I, well, I wanted to ask you guys, okay, well, first yeah. of all, the prices, um, it's going to be fifteen ninety nine a month for the ad-free tier and then ninety nine a month for the cheaper ad-supported Why would it be more money for the, for the, for the ad-supported one? Ad-free. You just said it was- You used the reverse. You said oh, the reverse. Sorry. It's ad, yeah. ad-free is fifteen ninety nine, okay, And then the, the one that does have the ad-supported version is nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. Oh, you said ninety nine ninety nine. No, okay. nine ninety nine. It sounded like you said nineteen. Sixteen why. bucks and ten bucks. My bad. Okay. Um. Okay. So <laughs> there, it's going to have like the films and TV shows from HBO Max, along with a good chunk of, but not all of, programming that was previously exclusive to Discovery Plus. Now, so, does it have all the Magnolia stuff? What's that? I'm oh, not sure. Dude. 
Magnolia's good stuff, man. Man, I don't even watch anything on Discovery Plus. I don't even know what's on Discovery well, Plus. Where I do I watch, find Discovery Plus? See, this Plus? is the thing. I feel like the two companies could not be more different as far as content goes because I love HBO Max. That that used to be like my favorite streaming service. But I've noticed that ever since that merger happened, what was that like? four or five months ago that know. like the HBO Max has been kind of weak and like they haven't really released a whole lot of new content whatsoever. Yeah. I think like the last I, thing I saw on HBO Max was White Lotus. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, yeah but that's, that's also it. on yeah, HBO yeah. and yeah, HBO is I, where, separate. Where's the Magnolia Network going? Because I just want to know where Fixer Upper is going to be. Is this going to be on this Max? Let me look. Do you know the Fixer Upper, the husband and yeah. wife? No, yeah. I don't know it. That she's like, she's half like yeah, Mexican, it, half white, and then he's white and he's re- they're both really, he's like really Mexican? funny. She's half Mexican? She's half Mexican, yeah. You like her that oh, much more now, don't you? I thought she was Asian, half Asian. Um, she's half Asian and she's half Mexican. Ha- she's half Mexican. Oh, snap. Yeah. I've always loved She them. could be Asian, part Asian, too. But You're, um, Yes, it will be on Max. That show will be on Max, according to the internet. All right, I'm yeah, canceling Joanna Gaines Max. is half Mexican. I'm canceling this service. Why? I never I mean, use I'm, it. See, I never use it. I never use HBO Max. I can't remember the last time I watched Netflix. I, I haven't watched Disney+. Plus. I got to freaking start canceling these things. See, I do the same thing where like I, re- I want to watch a show and then I subscribe to like like Showtime. I love Yellow Jackets. I know as soon as like Yellow Jackets season ends, like I'm not going to need that anymore. But I've had it for the past year since last season. Showtime. The last thing I saw in Showtime was Homeland. Oh, Your Honor is really good with Brian Cranston. Have you seen that? Nope. Oh, it's so good. George, have you seen that one? I have not. Oh, it's very, very, very good. Yeah. I mean, just I don't know. I got to cancel some of these things. I do. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, that's uh, So, Joanna Gaines' mother is Korean, um, and I guess she does have Mexican heritage. So, oh. Apparently, yeah, I thought it was, she was uh, Korean and yeah. white. And her father, also German and Lebanese. All right, so yeah, she's, she's a full, full-blown United it. Nations, this woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. She's great. She's so creative. I love What's that. What's the name of this show? Fixer Upper. Upper. It's a funny, it's a good, funny, like, house show. Never, she has never her own line of, of, like, home yes. goods in Target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. super rich. Oh, yeah. Good the ship them. lap. They love that ship lap. What's I, a ship lap? Yeah, watch the show, Cap. You do. Oh. Yeah. 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 You don't get it if you don't watch. Yeah, show. I don't. I don't get it because you know if you, you know, should watch. You know. Fi- I bet you, you and Rachel would like Fixer Upper. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind checking it out now that you guys mentioned everybody. And it's so on high like on it. all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. The reruns are also great. Sometimes you just yeah, they're great. All right, well, I'm canceling. Go down a rabbit hole of Fixer Upper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you. It makes you think you can do it too. I'm like, oh, I could totally do this. Yeah. I did that with my old house. I learned right. how to do. I learned how to do crown molding. I learned how to install flooring. All Wait, from, you like, did it yourself? Oh yeah. When, when I bought my house, I did like all like most of my house myself. Wow, that's impressive. Not just me. Like I had like my, people help me. Oh. But yeah. I did. I mean, like I did. I'm it less myself. impressive then. Well, <laughs> how, like I cut. I learned how to like cut the crown molding and no, dude, that's still pretty impressive. No, you it is. Do that crap. No, I could never do it. I hire people to do stuff like that. I'm with you, Cap. Even though my dad gets mad because my dad used to be in construction and like painting and stuff. So when I was moving out of the apartment and I needed to like fix the patchy, Lindsay was like, "Girl, you could do it yourself. Like, what are you doing?" I told my dad, "I'm like, I need to hire someone." He's like, "Oh hell no, my hell daughter's no. not gonna do that." Yeah, hell I was no. like, I, was like, I, like no, "I got the stuff in my house. I'll bring it to you." I I ended up going to a, a store and buying it, and I did it myself. It looked. The apartment complex literally sent me my deposit back and said it looked like nobody lived here. See, wow! I told her that if if yeah. she had any holes that needed to be patched, they'd charge her like two hundred bucks, like yep. ridiculously, and be like, "Sorry, we're keeping your security deposit." I was like, "Just do it yourself." Yeah, I totally did it and painted it myself too, like the little patching stuff. Wow! Doesn't that make you feel accomplished? I did, but then I also was like, I wasn't a dirty person, so it really. I hardly I mean, was there. I mean, last week I did my laundry on a Saturday, and not only did I wash it and dry it, I actually folded it and put it away. Oh and I got to tell you guys, felt I great. felt so good about myself. What an accomplishment. 
wash it, dry it, fold it, put it away. Wow. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. By the way, you are right, Laura. She is. Uh, her mom is full Korean, so she is not uh, Mexican. Oh. I thought she was. Must be thinking of another fix, another TV show, okay. another home show. She's still great. She is great. Yeah. No, they're fu- and they're hilarious them. together. And their kids are so. It's cute. my favorite show of all those house shows. Yeah, they're great. I used to like the Property Brothers, but I don't, uh, I don't know. One of them annoyed me. Which they one? get annoying. I don't, yeah. the, 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 the non-cuter one. Oh, okay. The other one. What, what do you mean? They're twins. No, How are they? No, what's non-cuter? Was cuter. Yeah, one is like really yeah. good looking and the other one's like super dweeby looking. Yeah. What are you talking yes, about? They're 100%. like identical no twins. No, 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 no George. No, they're not. See, they're not. I'm not get out of here. Now, one's hot and one's not. There was like a They have totally different styles, too. Yes. Well, they have different styles of dressing, but they look the same. No, I mean, like, it's the whole encouragement, They're identical twins. No, they don't look the same. They're different. Facial proportions and stuff like that. The one twin is ugly and the other twin is really hot. And they look the same. They're different. But I will say the other one that I liked was the the couple that was here in, like, Orange County. They got divorced, though. Oh, yeah. Tarek and Casino Musa. Yeah. He's got a new wife and she's got a new husband. Well, she cheated on him with one of the producers. That couple, like, and the new couple, are always in the news for like some kind of drama. Wow, like you always see like Christina and what's his name? Um, Tar- Tarek. Tarek El Musa. Yeah, you always hear about that. Do you know that spouses. Tarek El Musa got saved. He had some sort of like uh, thyroid um, cancer, th- right? And mm-hmm. some yeah. a, a listener, a, a viewer, viewer rather mm-hmm. wrote him, and then he went and got it checked out and saved his life. Yep. How about that? Because you Crazy. could see, you could see that. Because she was the, like, you have this thing. I and I think lump. the listener, the writer, or the the member of the audience had said that they had had a, a situation that was similar, that he should get it checked out. He did, and it saved his life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Corey, you guys all watch these uh, do-it-yourself home shows. Hell yeah, You don't man. watch any do of them, clearly. No, I watch more of like the baking shows and the cooking oh, no. shows. Yeah, no, I've had yeah. It's only because my daughter likes those, you know. Yeah. So I, Every once in a while, if I'm bored, I'll put on just some diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, I like that, that one. Good. Just mindless, like I don't yeah. want to watch anything else, you know. Yeah, but I've been watching a lot of New Girl. You know? Oh, that's a great show. Because my I daughter mean, watches it. That's why. Duke got a break, guys. But New girl. A great show. Anyway. Yeah. All right, George, are you ready to talk to Blake? Oh, yeah. Dude, we're way over. Oh, Damn it. You, know, you guys talk about all these shows, man. All right. Radio Name. Tinder is brought to you by Tequila Monday. Can we just do Blake at six? Yeah, can sure we? We can do that. Can yeah, we just do tell that? Blake at yeah, six? Yeah, we need more block A time. Yeah, just tell Blake we're doing it at six. All right, Radio Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, look, coming up next, we're going to talk Dodgers, as we promised, though, because there's a lot to talk about. And then what we'll do is we'll hash it out amongst ourselves and then talk to Blake about it at 6 o'clock. So that's what we're doing next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I didn't yeah. hear what Christopher said. Yeah. Little Nas X, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Billy yeah. Ray. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Did he also say that today was National Peach Cobbler Day? Yes. Peach I don't cobbler, like Peach Cobbler. Peach Cobbler, let me tell you something. Not something I would normally order because I'm more of like a chocolatey kind of guy. Peach cobbler, though, if made properly, fire. Absolute fire, especially with a little bit of like vanilla ice cream on top when it's really hot. Fire. That's all I'm saying. Nah, not for me, bro. Hey, listen, you were down in New Orleans. There's a, a restaurant that I go to every time I'm in New Orleans called Mother's. They got oh, the, I was there. You? Oh, really? Just recently? Yeah. Did you get? It was, sw- it's always packed. There's a liner out the out the block. Did you get the sweet potato pie? I, I did not. No. Unbelievable. No, it's a great breakfast spot. I mean, these are the kind. They of got things. the ham, the world famous ham there. I didn't have the ham. Are you serious? Yeah, it's literally like world famous. Didn't have it. What can I tell you? I had the honey baked on Easter. What can I tell you, man? Beto Duran makes a suggestion today in the circle of trust, George. He says that for this wedding that I'm going to tomorrow, where the groom says, don't bring a gift, bring a bottle of your favorite booze and write something on it. Yeah. Uh, Beto says, bring a 40 of old E. Anybody, that's true. You could do that. Anybody think that's a good idea? I don't know what that is. Old E? Correct. I don't know what that is. Old English. It's a, it's a malt liquor. I don't know. You what know, it's a 40 is. ounce. My, my, I mean, I don't. Okay. Really? Sure. Not familiar. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's good. Have a photo. So, you like that idea, George? I mean, sure. If you want to do that, it'd be funny. I'm sure he'd laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she would laugh, but he would probably laugh. Right. She probably would not laugh. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, so. I'm taking ideas, though. If anybody has any good ideas, like... I can't believe you went to Mother's and they, you didn't have the ham. I don't know how that happened. It's literally called Mother's Restaurant, World's Best Baked Ham. Hmm. I didn't have it. Did have the sweet potato pie, though. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> Only you would go to the restaurant and eat something they're not world famous for. No, they're very famous for that. Very famous. I've never even had sweet potato pie. I'm going to literally text you. Yeah? I'm going to text you the website of the restaurant. All right. Actually, just Google it right now. Do you have a, a laptop in front of you? I do, although I will just say... Just um, put in... Hold on. Mothersrestaurant.net. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, my my computer. I didn't bring my uh, my my power cable. My computer's running out of gas. I got you. You have a MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, I got you. I mean, you don't have anything to charge it with. No, I usually do, but I just didn't bring my charger. Mm. I think Sounds I must like have spelled. Problem, bro. I must have spelled something wrong. Lindsay's still trying to make the case that the identical twin property brothers one so is, is better Laura. looking than the other. We both agree. I mean, what, one is just heavier than the other. No, the other one has like something weird going on with his mouth or something. Like it's like at the the lower half of his face is just it's like I no, don't know how to explain it. One is it. just heavier. No, one has one is heavier, like literally heavier. Their faces, his eyes are like the right. Their faces are different because they're heavier. One's heavier, one's skinnier. But they look like two different. I mean, they're it's different. I mean, totally different looking. They okay, not totally. They are identical brothers, but there's you know there's differences here. Cappy, look at the picture. All right, did you go to MothersRestaurant.net? Yes, Mother's World's Best Baked Ham Restaurant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't have it, man. I had the po' boy, you know? <laughs> and the sweet potato pie. That's like you're going to go to, like, Cafe Du Monde and say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just have, like, some coffee. 
Well, I have not had the baked ham at Mother's. I've only had the uh, whatever it is. You know, you go through the line. Did you have some beignets when you were there? I had beignets last yesterday at Mother's. No, in New Orleans, oh. the Cafe Dumont. Yes, I went to the real Cafe Dumont, like a real tourist. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I don't want to go to that. Yeah, I've already been there enough times. Well, I go to the one. Already. Go to the one in the mall with the local people. Yeah, I don't do that. I go to the one where where I'm a tourist. You wait thirty minutes for some beignets? No, there's like two to separate lines. You know, there's like this. I know, but it still there's takes express forever. One. Oh, it's fine. It's Thanks fine. It's part. It's part of the experience. You know. Yeah. It's all good. I guess. Mother's world best baked ham. All right, mm. real quick. Dodgers. Yeah. All right. So Max Muncy's hot. Four home runs, eleven RBIs, his last eight at bats against right. the Giants. <laughs> Insane. Um. Hopefully, I mean, he's not keeping that up, but hopefully, he doesn't go back to the one twenty-five guy. But the Dodgers have some real problems on their hands. Like Chris Taylor is not good anymore. Like, and it's probably been trending this way for like two years, but it's really bad now. Okay, yeah, it is. But it, listen, I, I know this sounds so cliche to say that it's super early, and it is super early. And if you are the Dodgers right now, um, I, I know I've been reading like all this, this criticism of the team. I'm like, guys, we're like 13 games into the season, aren't we? R- but wait, you and I said this is would be what they would they would be that they would struggle some. Yeah, but but I just want to ask this question: When we say struggle, when when they're seven and six, right? Is this a is? I mean, to me, three I mean, and ten good. is a struggle. No, that that's not good though. Yeah, but George, Arizona's eight and five. San Diego's seven and six. The Dodgers are seven and six. What? Who's running away? Nobody. But that's still not good. Well, I mean, look, um, the Mets are seven and six. That's not good either. They shouldn't be seven and six. The Braves are nine and four. Nine and four is good. I mean, I, I all I'm saying is it's 13 games into the season, and if if what Chris Taylor has done in his career with the Dodgers, if if right now you're ready to completely give up on a guy who's come up with so many clutch plays in his career, that's it. It's over. I mean, he hasn't been good for a minute. Like, it's not like this is a small sample size. Like, he hasn't been good in two or three years. Um. Okay, but he has made some really big clutch plays in the outfield, sure. hasn't he? Okay, I get it, but you can't pay guys for past performance. Well, uh, or keep guys in the lineup for past performance. Well, I mean, he's not playing every day. I get it, but he's playing some. He's played ten games already this year. Yeah, I mean, listen to me. I, I like to be a little bit patient here. And I knew that part. Miguel Rojas deal was. I tried to tell Bergman that was going to be a disaster. That um, he's really good defensively, but he can't hit a lick. Yeah, nobody expected him to. Right, and nobody really expected him to be the starting shortstop. No, either. I remember listening to Mason in Ireland. They were like, "Whoa, yeah, Miguel Rojas," and I was like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" No, well, listen, our boy Balake will stop by, and we'll we'll kind of dig deeper into this whole thing. But I again, you're seven and six. You're tied for second place in the division. The Arizona Diamondbacks are eight and f- eight and five. They're so in a dogfight, is what I'm saying yeah, this year. And, and by the way, and it starts from the very beginning because you're not going to run away with 111 wins this right. year. Right. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Get used to this being a dogfight this year. All right. All right. Balake, our Dodger insider, Blake Harris, joins us every week at 5:45. But we're idiots because we were talking about the Magnolia Network and the Property Brothers and Joanna Gaines and and Chip and Skip and all of them. Um, so we got crunched on time. So we're going to talk to him next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.